What's up, guys? What's up, Eric? Love it. Love it. Um, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Uh, it's cold outside. I've got my jacket on because it's cold in here. Are you guys cold? It's not that cold. Yes. What? You want my j- no, you don't need my jacket if you're hot. Dang. that's Okay, yeah, whatever. So it's cold. I'm keeping my jacket on because it's cold. I don't care what anybody says. Um, it's kind of light in here, though. I don't know what's up with that. Did, did you guys not tell everybody that tonight is refuge? Oh, sorry, Micah. Didn't mean to, like, highlight that moment. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. So um, I'm thinking about this talk. Um, don't talk very often, so um, you guys, some of you guys don't know me at all. Some of you guys know me okay. Um, some of you guys uh, know me fairly well. Our, literally, almost, there's a couple almost entire life. So I'm thinking, well, what's the best way to break the ice? Uh, except by like sharing a story, something um, about my life that might be kind of funny. So I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking, well, I've got a handful of stories, and so here's one. Um, My parents and I, I'm like in, I don't know, third grade or something like this, we're driving down the road. Now, um, we had this Suburban, like from 83. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Suburban from 83, but they're like tanks. They're not like the Suburbans these days where they're all like aerodynamic and, I don't know, chrome rims and all that good stuff, leather seats. No, it was a Suburban that was made like a tank. And here I am, which is a problem with the story or a problem with my parents, one or two. I'm standing in the back seat while we're driving, okay? Um, I was thinking about this, too. I don't think I've ever actually sat in a car seat. That's nuts. Everyone in here, like, their parents are, like, buckling them up and, you know, putting all the padding around, the extra... Like, now they have, like, airbags built into the, into the car seats. It's nuts. I never rode in a car seat. And as a matter of fact, I don't think I ever wore a seatbelt. Because here I am standing in the back seat of the Suburban, um, obviously wearing no seatbelt. And my dad's like, hey, dude, you got to sit down or, you know, you're going to get in trouble. Or not hurt, but trouble. Okay, so I didn't sit down. And then a few minutes later, he just slams on the brake. Now, my sister and brother, they're in, like, the, the second row, so they're in the row in front of me. And I, I go flying over them into the floorboard in front of, it, in front of them. They completely cleared my sister, landing in the floorboard in front of them. And he's like, I told you. I'm like, thanks, Dad. You know, I'm, I'm crying, and, you know, I'm thir- third grade. I don't even know what age that is, but I'm tiny, you know. And I'm, I'm crying, and I realize, man, how embarrassing was that? I'm so humiliated. So I thought that was a good story to tell. But then I thought, well, then there's this other story. About the same time in my life, I'm out on the playground. And there's this one particular girl who, like, ran the playground. I don't know if any of you girls are that girl, but you need to stop it right now. <laughs> and here's why. Because whatever I did, she did not agree with. And so she... She kicked me as hard as she can. Guys, I was on the ground. Are you with me? Guys, I was on the ground. It hurt. I felt like I wanted to vomit. And there I am again, embarrassed because all my friends <laughs> saw me get, like, pummeled by this girl. And I think she had, like, some fancy, like, tipped shoes, too. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. So I thought, well, that, that story's pretty good. But, but then, no, 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 I got one. I got the best story. I thought, this is the best story to share with you guys. It's about sixth grade. I'm, uh, I'm in Nashville, and we just had this fire drill. So we're all out in front of the, we're all in front of the, <laughs> thanks. We're all in front of the school, and we're walking back inside. And I'm like, 
balancing on the curb between the, the asphalt and then the sidewalk over here. No big deal. I'm just like, whatever. And I'm walking, and there's this kid. I don't know if it was a girl or a guy. I forget. But whoever it was, I, I, I wanted them to be my friend. I do know that. And they're waving in my direction. Keyword, in my direction. And so here I am still walking. I'm like, oh! And I keep going, and bam! I run into, I swear it was invisible. I don't know where it came from. And I don't know how it was so short, because in sixth grade, I was definitely smaller than Scott. Like, one of the highlights of my life was going from uh, below average and getting that uh, growth spurt to, like, just below normal. (laughs) Like, just below normal. I was so excited. But this sign, I didn't hit it this way, guys. Hit it this way. (laughs) Right on the eyebrow. And blood and everything. And totally humiliated and the worst part about it they weren't even waving at me it was it was somebody else behind me and so anyways obviously there I am humiliated to death embarrassed everybody saw me it was it was like we were all walking back into school like there's no way anybody that uh that was there didn't see it or didn't hear about it wanted to but I swear that sign it was invisible it was I mean, but it was this way, so, you know, you think about, it's only that much, and then the pole's kind of gray, so it's like camouflage, so whatever, <laughs> I have a lot of excuses, anyways, but yeah, so, I've got story after story, memory after memory, and it seems like the majority of them are humiliating moments, times where I look back and I'm just like, okay, that, um, that really wasn't cool. But okay, maybe it wasn't so bad because I realized right then and there, I'm not really as cool as I I think I am. In that moment, when I hit the sign, I definitely knew, I definitely was self-aware. Wherever my cool think status was, it was back down to reality. I was just totally not cool. And so I'm thinking, that's not the worst thing in the world. At At least every now and again, which happens very often it seems like I have these things that happen in my life that humiliate me and I'm brought back to me I'm not cool most of you guys know me I'm really not that cool and those of you that don't know me yeah I'm cool (laughs) just just believe the lie whatever so anyways um we've been walking through Philippians chapter two and uh Scott's um I guess we've been off one week since Scott taught last. So three weeks ago, Scott um, started tackling verses 6 through 7. And um, so I'm going to just do a quick recap of that. Um, Christ, at this point, it, 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 the, the verses are displaying Christ coming into, into the world and living a, 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 a humble life, living a life that, that wasn't of glitz and glam. He didn't come here all special and like a warrior or like a king. He came here like nobody. Uh, he was born in a, in a manger. I don't know if you guys know what a manger is, but it's not even a barn. It's just like a covering. And he was laid in a trough, you know, like just some straw and then like a trough, what cows and, and donkeys drink out of. So um, the point of that whole week was, his message was titled, um, To Dress Like Jesus. The whole point of that week was, was to, 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 to ask yourselves, how do you guys dress? Do we, do we, on a daily basis, strive 
to live humble lives? Do we strive to be, it's getting hot now, do we strive to be like Jesus in that way? Um, The following week took us into verse 8, which, uh, yeah, verse 8, which was um, Christ basically going to the going to the cross. Um, and I, for those of you guys that were here, you got to hear a clip from Mark Driscoll. And uh, he displayed the cross in, 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 in a way that I've never heard it. And in a way that should be heard. In a way that everybody in this room should um, hear the cross. When we see like a cross on the wall or a cross on our necklace or a cross on a building, we should think differently based on what that dude told us. Uh, excruciating, the word excruciating was created for the sake of describing the cross. There was no word bad enough to describe the cross, so they created the word excruciating. And I really think that's such a, such a, uh, a great picture to look at because the one thing our culture's done, man, we've dumbed down the cross. We've made it like, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Jesus on a cross, like a you know, little bit of blood here, a little bit of blood up here, and he just like hanging there, all pretty. It's not like that at all. And, and Mark Driscoll really cleared it up for us on, on how intense the cross actually was. And when we look at those, those dumbed-down pictures, we, we think to ourselves, well, yeah, Jesus, he saved us from our sins. He's, he's our Savior. And I think sometimes we don't realize what, uh, what we're saying when we say he saved us from our sins. Now, don't get me wrong, he did save us from our sins um, in, in, in all intents and purposes. But the reality is, is that, is that God, through Christ, saved us from his wrath. And I was, I was thinking about this, and I was reading a book just recently called Radical by David Platt. If you guys haven't read it, it's a really cool book to, to read. But he describes this picture you guys will just imagine with me. To pretend you're standing like at the, the base of the Hoover Dam. Like the Colorado River is all dried up. And you're standing at the base of the Hoover Dam. And just above you is the dam. And we know Lake Mead's got like millions and millions of gallons of water. Some, I don't know how many gallons of water. But it's got a lot of water. And just a small portion of all that water, if it were to, to come down on top of you, would just would destroy you. The picture that he was trying to paint here was what God's wrath may look like. That whole dam collapsed open and all that water came out to fall on top of the sinner. That would be a, probably a good picture of, of what, it, what God's wrath would look like if it was poured out on us. But the, but the beauty of the cross is this, is that Jesus is God. He absorbed all of that, as if, as if the ground opened up right at your feet as that water was dumping down on top of you and just sucked in all that water that should have been on top of your head. So, um, so I really appreciate what Mark Driscoll did with that, with that, with that, uh, with the way he described the cross. So, um, anyways, which brings us to verse 9 through 11. And the, the verses are going to be on the screen. And uh, if you guys have your Bibles, you can go along with me. If not, they're on the screen and you can uh, follow along there. Verse 9. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. At that name, 
at the name of Jesus, every name should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, when I say the, the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of thought processes that, that start up. We all, have a, we all have a thought or we all have a, an imagination of what Jesus is or who he is or what he's like when I say the name Jesus. Um, there's probably as many thought processes as there are people in this room. But I wanted to like, touch on two. The first one I want to completely like, squash and, and correct and do away with. The second one I, I want to I like, broaden your view. The first one is this. Um, when I say the name Jesus, some of you guys may think, yeah, that's that dude that, that God chose or, or maybe he created to, to save us from our sins. And the thing about that view is it's completely wrong. Jesus is not like some man that God chose or some man that God created to save us from our sins. Jesus was God. Jesus is God. The Bible tells us very clearly that Jesus was actually there at the foundations of the, of the world deliberating about how the salvation plan was going to work out. He had say in it. Jesus is now reigning over, uh, sustaining the universe. And, and in the future, he'll, he'll be reigning. He's kind of there now in a weird like, kind of way. Anyways, um, so I, I just want that. I want you guys to understand this. Jesus is God. He's not some man. He's not somebody that God chose. He's not somebody God created. He is God. Um, the other thought process I want to I touch on is this. Uh, Jesus, when I say the name Jesus, um, a lot of us may think, okay, yeah, Jesus uh, came into the, came into the uh, earth or was born like, from a virgin. He, li- he lived a sinless life. And, and through that sinless life, he, he experienced all that mankind had to offer. He experienced uh, happiness. He experienced sadness. He, 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 he talked to people that were rich. He, he was poor. Um, he, he experienced people's death. Like he experienced all that life had to, have, uh, that had to offer. And, and then he comes to this point where he died on the cross, and then three days later he was raised from the dead. Like that's the, the, the window, the 33-year window that we view Jesus in. And when we think about Jesus, it's all about this time period. And there's not anything wrong with this time period because, because this is a time period where, where God established how much he loved us, how much he cared for us, how much, um, how much he um, wanted us to be in relationship with him. He established grace. He established grace with us. And, and so that's not a bad thing. But here's the tendency of what happens. Or here's the tendency when we, when we solely lean on the side of grace. A lot of times what will happen is um, we, we get caught up in like, exploiting the freedom of christ uh we get flipping about sin we the the things that we should care about sinful wise we might not care about so much yeah man i know i did that that thing or whatever but jesus got my back jesus is cool jesus is my homeboy scott has that t-shirt by the way um do you still wear it scott no <laughs> So anyways, um, <laughs> no, no, um, we tend to, we tend to think sin's maybe not such a big deal because we got grace. We're covered by grace. It's no big deal. There's grace. 
That's why Jesus died for his grace. But if, if sin wasn't so important, Jesus would have never had to die. God would have never sent his son to die on the cross. It would have been no big deal. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys about it. This is not a big deal. But it's a big deal. The, the Bible tells us that, that Jesus is not only grace, but he's truth. And, and, and what comes with that word truth is, is, is holiness. Separated from, from lies. Separated from that, that thing that is not true. Um, if Jesus were to walk in this room tonight, most of us would be like, yeah, Jesus. Hugs and high fives. He maybe maybe he sit down and teaches a parable. I don't know, off the top of my head. This is literally off the top of my head for you guys. Yeah, you guys know those uh those power lines outside. I'm those. And you guys are the houses connected to them and, and if you're not connected to, to them you don't have power. And we'd be like Wow. Jesus, you're so wise. <laughs> Sorry. Right off the top of my head. I have no more parables for you guys. Well, I could, I could, I could pull some else out, but I don't have time for that, so whatever. Um, if you were to walk in this room, some of us might think it might be that way. Like, like it was in the Bible when, when, when he spent time with his disciples and he taught them through parables and, 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 and spent time with them and loved on them and, and genuinely were friends with them. But if, if Jesus were to walk into this room tonight, I don't think it'd be that way at all. Um, see, Verse 9 tells us, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. At that point, Jesus took back on all of the attributes of God, all of the, 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 the wonderful stuff of God, the, the stuff that's like crazy terrifying, like the wrath, and the stuff that is just like beautiful and graceful. He took on everything that he was before he became man. And the cool part about that is it actually still had the man part. Like, he had the man experience. So he was almost like a little, I don't want to go there. Anyway, so um, God exalted him to the highest place. And I wanted to, like, pull a, a story from Revelation to kind of give you guys a picture of this. Um, John, the, the disciple that Jesus loved, was, like, on an island somewhere. And I don't know exactly how to describe what it was, but he's on an island exile, and then God took him in spirit. Sorry? Yeah, you're right. But... But what I didn't want to, but what I didn't quite know how to describe was the part where God took him in spirit. <laughs> but thank you, I really appreciate. Did you want to come up? I get your stool. Oh, okay, so God takes him in spirit to like to the future, to 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 basically well foresee the future, to write down what is going to what's going to come to pass, and all this stuff. It's a book of Revelation. And and here John is, he's taken in spirit, and all of a sudden he hears his voice behind him that says, write down all that you see. It wasn't quite as, I mean, it's far more powerful than that. He's, the Bible said it was like trumpets and wind and, and, and rushing water. And as he's turning to look at this, this, this uh, whatever, whoever's talking to him, he sees this giant figure that is like a God man, he describes it. He uses a lot, he uses a lot of likes because he doesn't quite know how to describe it. Like, it's a, like a God-man. 
And he's wearing this white robe with a golden sash and his, and his face is like white, white snow, like white wool. His hair the same. His feet are on fire like, like uh, bronze on fire. His eyes have fire in them and his face is shining like the sun. And not only that, he has a sword, something that looks like a sword, a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. John, the disciple that Jesus loved. And you can go back into John and read the times that he called himself that. Because Jesus did love them. They were friends. They were close. If anybody was Jesus' homeboy, John was Jesus' homeboy. There was even a time, I don't know if John's like boasting in this. I, w- I don't think he is because it's in the Bible because pride's not allowed there. But um, <laughs> he's at least telling people about it because he's like, it's super cool. But there's even a time where they're like all lounging around, hanging out, and, and John like leans up in on Jesus and just lays his head on him and rests hearing the heartbeat of God. If anybody was Jesus' homeboy, it was John. And here's John looking at this thing and immediately, what's up, Jesus? How you doing, man? No. The Bible says that that he fell on his face in the dirt like a dead man. He was terrified. He was terrified of of this, of Jesus. Jesus even told him, don't be afraid. But he had a sword coming out of his mouth. <laughs> and his eyes were on fire. So it might be. And I'm not, po- like, I'm not poking fun at that. But um, I'd be scared. And I'm sure John was too. The, the point is this, guys. Um, we have to grasp the holiness and the truthfulness of God, of Jesus, we have to grasp the, the terrifying aspects of him. We have to grasp the, the wonderful aspects of him. We have to grasp the fact that, that God exalted him back to his position. Because when we talk about grace, when we, when, we, um, when we live in grace, the grace part is what brings us into relationship with that, with the truth, with the holiness, with the terrifyingness, with, with all the other attributes of God. It's the grace part that gets us in close. So the main point tonight is this, guys. We all worship something. We worship, some, some of us worship people. Uh, we worship things. We may worship many things. But the thing is, we're, we're designed to worship. That's, that's, that's who we are. And what I mean by worship, guys, is like um, our adorations, our time, our talent, our, our thoughts, our dreams, our, our thought pattern when we're not like focused in on something that we have to do, when it's just like we're just thinking. The, the where our mind goes, a lot of time tells us what we're worshiping. Where our money goes, a lot of time tells us what we're worshiping. And, and what, let's look at it this way. Um, like we all carry names of worship. Like I worship myself, and I've got my own name, Aaron, obviously. Scott, Scott's got a name. Micah, Ben, Macy, Elijah, Caleb, Sarah. We all worship ourselves, at least to a degree. I've got a wife, so I definitely like, have to worship her a little bit. Kim, Scott's got a wife, Candace. Skip over Micah. And, and, <laughs> and Ben, uh, and Ben, yeah. So... But some of us have boyfriend and girlfriends, right? So we, we, we worship them. And, and then, then we've got like our clothing, like, um, I don't know, Gap, 
Guess, Prada, I don't know. I, I shop at Target, so that, that's me. I'm Morona all the way. Except, except for one thing. I won't buy the Target Chuck Taylors. What? 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 Don't point at me and laugh and then not expect me to ask you what. I don't care if I'm up here teaching. I will, I will ask you what. I won't buy the, the, the Target version Chuck Taylors. The one stars won't buy them. Because it has a one star on the side. Everybody knows those came from Target. That's the only place that sells those Chuck Taylors. But I'm very happy that, that Converse has a name because I wear them. Um, Kim just got a pair of Uggs and they're like terrible. They're like hand-me-downs, but she loves them. She'd never buy a pair of Uggs. She's too cheap. She shops at Target too. Um, vans. Some of us want to make a statement with our Toms or, 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 or our Hello Somebody watches, which I have one. I have two actually. And a necklace, um, or 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 food, Taco Bell. Um, Ethan was at Ta- Del Taco tonight. Anybody like like Taco Bell more than Del Taco? Like everybody likes Taco Bell more, or really? I, I don't like Del Taco, so I'm gonna stick with with Taco Bell. Um, Smashburger, over f- Five Guys. Okay, in and out. Okay, in and out. But in and out is different because it's not really the same as Smashburger and Five Guys. It's kind of in its own category. It always ranks number one because nobody else is there to contend with it. It's just like a well, yeah. And McDonald's is like right there. No, I'm just kidding, Scott. Just kidding, buddy. Steak and Shake, Cracker Barrel. Who like loves taking trips? To, yeah. Cracker Barrel. Oh, dude. Forget it. Okay, and then, then I, obviously the, the, the main one, Chick-fil-A. Everybody, if, if it wasn't for some dude that lived in the South at some point in time carrying that name out here to the West, it might have been Vance Pitton for all I know. Carrying that name out to the West, there would not be Chick-fil-A's for us to drive through within a two-hour two hour window. They're in Utah, by the way, now too. That's Tom face, Tom McCormick. They're in Utah, by the way, now. Um, I think they have a boycott with Nevada. I don't know what the deal is. So um, here's the thing, guys. We carry these names. We, we, we in, in, in a way, we worship these names. We worship what they, because we, we, we put our time, we put our money to it, we put our adoration towards it. Um, and obviously, they need our caring, because if only one dude bought a pair of Chuck Taylors, only one dude owned a pair of Chuck Taylors. Chick-fil-A wouldn't be out here in the West if somebody in the South didn't know how good it was and wanted to worship it and carry it out here. <laughs> and seriously, out of all those things, I think Chick-fil-A is almost idolatry for a lot of people. So when we break tonight into small groups, I really think you should pray about that. Um, but here's the deal. Verse, uh, the second half of verse 9 going into 10 speaking of God, and gave him the name that is above every name. And at that name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Are we willing to carry the name of Jesus the same way that we carry some of these other names? Are we willing, when we go out to school, do you guys school tomorrow? You guys back now? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't go to school. I have work every day except for Saturday and Sunday. 
and half of every other day. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> kind of. No, just kidding. This is, this, is on, this is on podcast, right? So there's a chance my boss is going to hear it. I work 80 hours a day, and right now I'm actually multitasking. These are notes for work. Give me a raise. Um, are we willing to carry... Are we willing to carry the name of Jesus the, the same way as we carry in carry carry all these other names? And 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 here's the thing, guys. Toms are cool, and I bought a pair of toms for my wife because I'm afraid of stinky feet. Um, and they're cool. You buy a pair of toms, and and they give a pair of shoes to somebody that needs them around the world. But here's the thing. You take the name of Jesus to somebody, and you give them life. <laughs> this is a serious moment in my talk, so I want you to pay attention. You, you bring the name of Jesus to somebody, and you bring them life. You bring them salvation. You bring them, you bring them completeness. And, and that, that's, that's, that's what this is all about. Because at some point, guys, every name will confess. Every name, whether, whether it's somebody that had lived, living now, or is going to live, will confess, will be humbled, will be put in a place where they will confess that Jesus is not only Lord and Savior, but God. And, and now, guys... The statement that everyone will confess is not a statement that, like I just said, that some might. The statement is that everyone will. And, and the, the win, the win is of grave importance. So the other application question I want to ask you guys tonight is this. What name, or excuse me, when, did we not get the first application question <laughs> up on the screen? I'm still seeing the... You guys just aren't tracking with me. That's cool. Whatever. First application question. Let's rewind just a little bit. Um, what names are you carrying above any other names? What names, and, and this is something that, that's personal. You guys have to think about it yourself. You guys have to analyze your life and, and, and really think about where your time, your talents, and, and your emotions and your affections are going to. What names are, are, are you carrying above other names? And are those names being placed above the name of Jesus? The, the second application question is this. When will you confess? And like I said, I mean, we could easily go down a route at this point that is just like dark and gloomy. And, you know, if you don't confess, there's separation from God. Um, at some point in time, he will humble you and you will confess. But at that point, it's too late. But I don't want to stick there because the beauty is this. The, the confession, the humili- uh, humbling yourself right now, putting yourself to the side for the sake of Christ, brings life. It brings completeness. It brings wholeness. It, br- it brings you back to the way that you were created. You weren't created to be broken. You weren't created to wonder about who this God is. You weren't created to, to, to question about what and who God is. And how he's supposed to direct your life. You're created to have a relationship with God. 
and humbling yourself and setting yourself aside for the sake of Christ brings you into that relationship. And, and the way that you guys, uh, and most of you guys in here are Christians, the way that you guys respond to, to Jesus Christ determines how other people see Jesus Christ through you as you go out to school and you, as you go out. If, you, if you've just said a prayer and, you know, yes, you're my Lord and Savior and, and, and moved on and not humbled yourself and really, and really given your life over to Christ, what people see is a Christianity that, that's weak, fake, not worth the time. But if humility is, is, the, is the baseline, the root of all, all things fruitful from God, then they will see God when you humble yourself. And like I said, guys, the, the, the question is this. And it's a very important question. It's when. And those of you who have, it's your responsibility to continue. Continue daily. For me, guys, it's like several moments throughout the day that I have to put myself aside and, and realize life is not about me. And, and Jesus speaks very clearly about it. For those of us that, that try to hold on to our lives, we're going to lose it. For those of us that, that give our lives for the sake of Christ, we gain life. The one that, that's in the, the lead pack, it's all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me, he's going to finish last. For those of us that, that prefer other people ahead of us, care for people and love people the way that Christ taught us, those are going to be the guys that finish first. I think Christ was very clear about that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pray, and then uh, the band will continue doing their thing. Glad I got to be up here with you guys again tonight. So that's cool. Um, no, no problem. Uh, God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for um, God. I thank you for the time to be able to just uh, get into your Word and uh, study it. Look for application in our life. God, I pray tonight that, that through Philippians 2, you can, uh, you can really show us who you are, God. God, we come here to seek to know you. And uh, God, I, th- I think there's just a huge chunk of scripture here that's just phenomenal about who you are, showing us who you are. And God, I pray that... Uh, through tonight, through, through uh, spending time in, your, in, in this portion of your word, God, we can see you better, know you better, and, and take what we've learned, take what we've, what we've pulled apart and apply it to our lives, God. God, there's people that we're going to meet tomorrow. There's people that we're going to meet the day after that don't know you. And it's, of, it's, it's our job, it's our, it's our responsibility, God, to, to take, that, take your name to them. So God, I pray that, that through this time, you give us the, the strength, the courage, the boldness to actually speak up and prefer your name over others. God, we love you. 
God, we praise you. And I, I thank you for refuge. I thank you for what this place means.